This week on the Push Wallows podcast, we talk about my little visit to Perform X, and we'll talk all about lead generation. Also, there's another trans athlete. We have to talk about that, don't we? Three, two, and one. Dan, did you know that uh, my penis was in the Guinness Book of Records? That and the librarian, the librarian asked it, asked me to take it out, mate. Uh, that's that's bad. That is, <laughs> that's bad. That's, oh, that was great. <laughs> that's awful. My uh, uh, my new uh, I mean, my new that's, task. That's the thing that threw me off. That's the first <laughs> thing that's ever threw me off. <laughs> Like there you go. Hey guys, yes. welcome to the Push <laughs> podcast with myself, Damik, and me, Tom Hall. What's going on? Yeah, good mate. I actually thought you were being serious at some point. <laughs> they're like, like as in like not as in like your penis, but as in like you were a collective group of people who were like in the Guinness World Records, so you could say like, oh yeah, my. Oh wow, okay. You were in it, but like you know, I wasn't sure where that was going to be honest, mate. But I did not I expect just... that shit joke. Um, <laughs> basically so, all right so i've decided to add a new feature normally i try and make dan laugh with uh something that's related to the uh the show but i'm just gonna i'm mm-hmm. just gonna say a joke just do a dad joke and just hope hopefully i'm gonna make him laugh at some point at some point hey, i'm gonna make not, him laugh. right you're not a dad so you can't do a dad joke. Uh, no, all right i can do a lad like, joke there you go you can do a lad joke i'm, yeah. I'm not a lad. um you're not a lad either are you so doesn't really not doesn't really not work. really no no lads don't play golf that's 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 the thing me me and you cannot be lads because we play golf it's as simple as that lads 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 play football we all know that <laughs> fair enough okay anyway anyway what we're we talking about today tom we've got a lot to lot to get through today haven't we? we've got we've got men women females swimming championships we've got coaches pretending they've got clients and we've got coaches wanting mentoring but thinking they know everything about Nutrition and training. So, what <laughs> to cover today? Intro. I don't know why they keep cutting in and out, mate. The headphones, don't they? My don't know head- what it is. They just keep my yeah. headphones don't. That I mean, it's going to keep happening, isn't it? Like every two seconds, they're going to go in and out. Every single time. See, every single time you do it now, it's going to keep keep happening. <laughs> Every time, like, are we gonna fix this? Because this is gonna be a really (laughs) long show. Well, that was annoying, wasn't it? I think I've uh, solved the problem. Is uh, the old trusty uh, Jabra's um, as I use my headphones? Um, I like them. (sighs) Whatever the stupid like connection from having when when your headphones can connect to two things at once, it screws it up. And it just yes. goes muted, unmuted, muted, unmuted without me doing anything, whatever that facility yeah. is. So obviously me being daft, I thought I turned my Bluetooth off on my phone. Mm-hmm. So you know now what, I've even, even AirPods do that though. And you think yeah. that with their Apple, they even, they do it. And I, I can't deal with them anymore. That's why I keep using my head, my wired headphones now a lot. Because yeah. Like, I, I mean, it. what is that functionality? Um, I do have a headphone jack actually. So I might go back to that. <laughs> Yeah, in, uh, in my mouth. Even that. And, and I was just explaining to Daniel, I had a massive argument about these 
particular headphones on uh, Saturday. So my Saturday, I went to Perform X. You probably, you see what that was, or you, you knew I was there more than anything else. Yeah, um, I saw it. I, saw, I can only imagine there was shitloads of coaches there that are going to go, feel like they've done loads for their business, apply absolutely none of it, and realize <laughs> only two months down the line, they just wasted a weekend pretending like they were doing something about their business. That's probably what I would imagine. Good for, good for, good for networking, wasn't it? Um, it was a weird, it was a strange event. It was all right. I liked the fact that all of the education rooms and all the like speaking rooms were really full, but like elsewhere was really empty. Kind of walking around the place felt really, really empty. Oh, yeah, it was fine. It was, uh, it was cool. Um, I'm not too sure. I think it was like, it was cool just to say hello to some people. But that was a literally, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I went because I had multiple free tickets. Um, <laughs> not, not much to do on Saturday morning. So I went for like, I went for like two, two and a half hours maybe. And then cracked on with my day. Um, the thing, yeah, I I, the thing that my, my big problem with these sorts of events is, is, is like I just said there, I know I joke about it, but it's this, this, what happens is coaches go to these things, right? And they watch these educators, you know, like, like Luke, prime example, like Luke, right? They go and watch these educators that they listen to all the time, listen to their podcast, they absorb all their content and they go and you feel like you're doing something positive about your business. You feel like you're going to progress it. You feel like you're going to do something and you go and you listen to content that you've heard before because nothing changes because it's the <laughs> basics done well over time. Um, you listen to the same content, you make the same notes, you hear the same sound bites, and you feel like you've spent a weekend really working on your business, but you don't do anything with it. You don't do, you don't do anything with the information. And it's kind of like, I find it fascinating with coaches, how the, the parallels between coaches and their clients are so fucking similar. So a client would go to an event or go to something, or they would listen to content. They'd hear, oh, calorie deficit, oh, protein, oh, calories, oh... And then they don't do fucking anything about it. They just take in all this information. They save the Instagram videos. They comment, they like, and they do all that sort of stuff. Coaches do the same thing with the same creators and the same content. And what happens is you spend a weekend feeling like you've worked on your business, but you haven't. You've wasted a weekend unless you actually do something with that content. And what would actually be better use of your time is actually staying at home all weekend and actually working on your business, actually putting things into practice that you've said you were going to do rather than listen to the same things you've already heard before. That's just my opinion on these events. Um, is that it's only useful if you actually go in and, and action it because people don't, and I know they don't. You've got to go to a few of them and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Well, you realize, but you think like, you realize, yeah, we, it's the same as principles. It's the principles behind it all. Like I, I'm starting to realize that a lot more now. And like, it's the reason I don't, I don't go for a lot of like the, the business mentor advice anymore because it, I, I get it. I get it. I get the principles. I understand it. And now, yeah, you might need accountability, but I don't need to sit here and go, oh, I wonder what, I wonder what, what tricks they've got. There's no tricks. No, there's no <laughs> tricks. Um, and the quicker you realize that, the better. And the quicker you realize that these events are marketed in a way to make you feel like you're missing out on something, um, then you know, you soon quickly cotton on to the fact, actually, like I should probably just work on my business at home and do the things I said I was going to do six months ago that still haven't done. Um, rather yeah. than assume that you're going to pick up some some trick or some a magic thing. And you're not, like you're just not. I think, I think the positive of them is maybe if you live in your own little, 
I'll put some of my coaches from third space into this. They live in their own kind of little echo chamber. And then to go and be exposed to other people's echo chambers and realize there's yeah. a lot more out think, there. That is oh, cool. Look, if you're gonna if you're gonna go to these events and you're gonna see that, that a speaker you've never heard of before, that's great. Like again, like different people. My point is people go to these events to watch their favorite influencer or their favorite thing. It's like mm. IFS is a prime example, like the IFS thing, right? Yeah. It's just a big group of people who all speak to each other on social media. And they all go because James Smith's there. He's not going to say anything different at IFS that he's not going to say on his Instagram, right? And they they have to make it, people like that have to sell the tickets, right? And have to make it look as if it's an amazing thing, right? And that you're missing out on all this sort of stuff. And I just think it's really, really important that you remember, like, if you're going to these events to see people that you already speak to all the time, it's pointless. It's, you're better off going, like you said there, if you're a trainer and you don't, ex, you're not exposed to these people, then yeah, great, go, like, you know, your company paying for you or got a free ticket fucking go you might learn some of it you have to action it though and this is the thing is a lot of people i know go to these things they're like always posting can't wait to see my favorite so-and-so well i'm not gonna say anything different mate to what they do online so yeah um, i i only sat sat in one talk and then i went it was the only, it was just because i was like looking at which one was on at the same time and it was just because i was more um i went and watched um the people from march on um yeah. and the pfca and i know they're they're kind of competitors of ours as well and i knew of them not majorly but they're like they were all over that event like they had so much stuff so that was the only reason i was that was the only talk i sat through and then at half it i was on my phone looking at football but um which doesn't make it good good talk. but it was all right it was i just wanted to i wanted to learn what they were doing more than anything else because i've heard good and bad things and i was just like i don't really know them so i might as well get exposed to what they're talking about i didn't like that um obviously their branding is really strong and it obviously gravitates to those like fitness i'm fitness yeah crossfit and all that kind of i'm powerful and like every unfortunately when you're building like powerpoints or whatever the slides and stuff every slide had a picture of one of the lads in it like one of their people like the ceo on it and i was just like oh, do we do we have to have a picture of you every single time looking empowered and all of that um, yeah half naked most of the time and all that and i'm just yeah. like you know what you do you we're not attracting the same people at all mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Brandon, yeah. It is random. I was just like, yeah. absolutely. Like, I'm not interested in this. So, yeah, um, that was the only thing. And obviously, they've got a strong brand. They attract that kind of person. Um, they're just, if you're interested, you're probably not going to work well with me because I'm never going to be about that. I'm not going to post all that kind of stuff. So I'm more than I have. It's never going to be like, oh, let's do this. Yeah, go, fitness. I'm more than like, ah, chill, relax, and then have a little mm. laugh. It was fine. Um, most of most of my check-ins are I'm trying to make someone giggle more than anything else um, because there's probably not because they're being coached so well there's nothing to say in the check-in so it's like a, a two to three minute stand-up routine that I need to do but or, or or I just record their squats and just or their or any video and just take the piss out of it um, but like what is going on here what is that uh, I'm joking <laughs> they get sound technical advice um right mate yeah so perform x anyway my, my story about john lewis um so i thought i'd lost my headphones right 
um, but I thought I'd uh, left them in Cornwall. And uh, so, and Dan knows I had to go get a pair, like to cover myself last week for the show. And um, yeah, so I ended up, didn't, I was just like, I was really careful about them more than once for that show. And then and put, I put them back in the box, like I wiped them down, sanitized them. I was like, all right, I'm putting them back because they found my other headphones. They sent me my headphones. So I was just like, actually, John Lewis are really good. And that's why I buy from them. Like, so I was like, I'll be able to return these, boom, 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 got a receipt, got still within the 35 day period, two year warranty, all that, blah, 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 blah. And then um, literally worn once. And then they were like, uh, you've broken the seal. I was like, what? I was like, but I was so careful because I, I kind of knew I was going to have to return them. I opened the seal with a knife, like proper, like catch me if you can kind of style. I was like, I'm not going to break, break the seal but I'm going to unlap it and get these out, use them once and then put them back so I can possibly return them. They were like, if you broken, you broke the seal. And I was like, they're unused. I was like, that's, that's insane. I was like, they're literally unused. They're still in the thing. They're still in the plastic cellophane, all that kind of stuff. And they were like, no, no, no. Like, um, yep, unfortunately not. And I was like, what an absolute job's worth. And it's like, these are like, they're 200 quid, right? I was like, it's money I'd rather have, if I'm really honest, if, especially when I got two fucking pairs. I'm like, I don't need one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, for God's sake. I was like, you actually insane. I was like, and he was like, yeah, you actually have more rights when you buy online because you bought it in store. We cannot return them. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're saying I should have bought it online. I shouldn't come to yours prime location store for the customer service that I'm paying for all that kind of bullshit. And then this lad, like, I'm quite calm when I talk, like, and I don't know, have a discussion, let's say, or complain. He was properly like hyperventilating like sweating i was like i was like let me just speak to your boss i was like jesus i don't think you can give me a refund anyway if you, even if you could and he was like yeah so i went and talked to the boss his the floor manager this he was like do you want me to escalate it for you and i was like yeah yeah yeah. crack on go talk to your manager he was like i'm he's just gonna say the same thing i've done and i was like all right well i'll hear it from him if that's cool and then the manager was like yeah 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 this is that um unfortunately because you've broken the seal i was like you're actually insane so you will not take this product to even go to like a pre-loved section and like give me store credit or something like that or, like 100 quid or half price and i was like i can't bother to sell them I'm like oh, i just have two and then uh he would then this this lad was like I, basically i was like i was like you know i bought probably same Billy big boy. So I probably spent five to 10 grand in that shop over the last, like maybe two to three years on like computers. I normally buy my Apple products there. I probably bought my keyboard. I probably bought like, I bought my Apple watch. I bought bed linens, duvets, all that kind of stuff from John Lewis. Right. And presents or cookware and like, all that. I was like, I probably spent, I was like, fuck that. I mean, I'm going to spend it anymore. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. And uh, yeah, they gave me fucking 200 quid worth of store credit and took the fucking back. And I was just like, why couldn't you just do this at the start? Um, <sighs> so I got 200 quid on a, a John Lewis gift card to use. So Dan, you might get a John Lewis gift card. <laughs> it's really valuable was, over here, that is. Yeah, really exactly. Um, use it at Waitrose, can you? Same profit company. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna be spending two. I was like, actually, you know what? I've got two years to use it. I'll I'll be spending two hundred quid at some point. All good, but yeah, annoying, right? Yeah. Absolute jobs jobs worth. Jesus Christ. That's so yeah, so annoying. It is a bit it is a bit much, and it? it's like that's the part of their job is to like say customer service would be to handle that complaint and go. Well, look, actually, what we can do is give you store credit. 
Yeah, yeah. Because like, that's what they're worried about, right? Is they're worried about, oh, you're just going to take the money away and not spend it. Well, no, I would spend it here. I just don't care. I just don't need these second headphones. So tell me yeah. what I can do. <laughs> okay, we can yeah. only give, even if they even if they said we can only give you £160 store credit because you've broken a seal, you'd have gone, all right. Yeah. All right. I'd have been like, 40, 40, 40 quid to rent a pair of headphones for, for a week. You're all right. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Just find it weird. People are so annoying. Annoying. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, discuss. What do you want to talk about? Um, male and female swimmers, or oh, we backing straight into lead gen? Um, nah, let's go. Let's start with that because it's controversial, and I love controversial shit. <laughs> oh, this annoyed me. Like this really Will- got to me. William um, Thomas, right? Formerly William Thomas, and now Leah Thomas. Yeah, because this isn't the, this isn't the first time it's happened, and and it's not going to be the last. And this is the this is the reason I want to bring it up because I posted when uh, the Laurel Hubbard, um, when she won uh, the weightlifting competition, I said, uh, and, and this is the death of women's sport. And, and I got a few people say, oh, you can't say that. And I got one woman really have a go at me because her kid was going through gender. I didn't know fluidity and all this. Stuff. And she said it was really insensitive. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not insensitive. It's just scientific fact. but whatever, we'll get to that. Um, this is by no means, again, any way in any way an attack on trans people. I'm not transphobic. This Again, you can't straw man that argument. Like that's not what this issue is. This issue is that it's not a level playing field for a woman to compete with a trans woman in sport. I don't care what anyone says. Scientifically, biologically, it's not fair. Like, this isn't about what someone identifies as and and whether that's right or wrong or whatever. This is about the scientific fact that if you grow up with male sex hormones for a large portion of your life and you have the bone structure and the physical capability and muscle capability and limb length and all these things, as a trans woman, you have an unfair advantage. And the fact is that this, this, this swimmer, when they were a man were mediocre so when they were a man when they were a man they were ranked 462nd so so nowhere effectively like, they're <laughs> never going to make it as a swimmer right? right and then that 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 person then competed against females who had won a silver medal at the olympics silver medal at the olympics right as a female and smash the record and smash them to pieces in that competition. Now, my problem with this is that as someone with a daughter, is that it's not fair. How am I going to say to, to Isabel when she's growing up, yeah, you, you know, do your best, try hard, and you're, you, know, you, can, you can achieve anything you want. Well, actually, now you can't because someone could just come along, decide they want to be a, a woman for whatever reason they want, based on their life, based on you know, their life experiences, based on whatever they feel, and then have your dream taken away from you because of an unfair science, you know, physiological advantage that, that person has. And that person and, and trans people should go into their own category. And it's, I cannot fathom how the Olympic committees, the athletic committees around the world have not come to a consensus and said hey look there's going to be a separate category for for trans people to compete in so that it is a level playing field but not only that but it's surely more empowering for the trans community to have their own category sure is it not maybe it's not maybe that's the whole point maybe it's not maybe the whole point of trans is that they should be treated as an equal right which again i'd maybe argue that is true maybe they should be treated as an equal in in all aspects of life 
except for when it comes down to an unfair advantage, which is what this is. Like, there's no denying that fact. And it's the same thing with like in the Paralympics. Like in the Paralympics, they have categories based on certain disabilities, right? Yeah, you yeah. just go, if you're disabled, you're disabled. So we'll just, everyone's going to go. <laughs> like, we can't say, you know, all, all women are now women. Well, we can't say that anymore because they're not. Because a trans woman is still a woman. That's fair. But physiologically, they can't compete against each other. That's not, that's not allowed. Like it shouldn't be allowed. Um, much in the same way that you wouldn't compete, you know, under 12 football with men's football. They don't compete against each other. Like England under 12s don't play against England men. Like it's just not going to fucking happen. We, we, we actually had that way, way back when. Uh, so I used to play for Chelsea City, right? Semi-pro team. Um, but I was, I think I was, I was there when I was 16, right? So I'm playing for like the, the development team. Like the, I think it's probably under 18s or under 21s. And um, this is this obviously not a trans thing, but this is an unfair advantage thing. As we had two uh, African lads who uh, <laughs> were playing in the development side. I'm 16 years old. I'm probably not developed yet, right? And then we later learned, we're like, oh, they just suddenly turn, stopped turning up. They were both about 29, 30 years old. And we're like, of course they were smashing it. Like, this is insane. They <laughs> literally of course were, they doing that. We were yeah, like, they, they were great. We were like, where, where's the, where are these lads gone? Like, we, they were, we were smashing, like, friendlies. Yeah, why are they not, they're why like, they're not at Chelsea? Why are they not at Chelsea? But the thing that baffles me is that I, 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 I'm really concerned. Um, that it's not been nipped in the bud sooner, and that needs to be that needs to be sorted How out. And angry is the person who's in third place, by the way, it's like staring across. Oh, at, understandable though, understandably, understandably, like, second and third place, a few. Like the second, the second girl is like look, them obviously snapshot, just a picture, but that third girl is absolutely fuming. Obviously, this was the NCAA like championships, like uh, I guess that's the but, university but the, stuff. But it's the uh, university. It's top level. It's top level swimming in America. Oh yeah, that, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. The problem. The problem is, is that these 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 societies, you know, these like I said, authorities, these committees, are actually creating this this diet, this 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 I suppose ostracization of these athletes. They're creating it because they're allowing this to happen. Um, and and it's and it it's frustrating as someone who who enjoys sport and who loves sport and loves competitive spirit. And this is why you know it's the same thing about like you know, people who take drugs in sport, it's the reason that they are, they are ostracized in sport is because they have an unfair advantage and that they've artificially used that to their advantage. And this is, is, is similar to a certain degree, but this is why I think the, the committees are basically allowing it. So it's kind of like saying, well, okay, well, why don't you now just allow people to take steroids and drugs in men's competitions? Why don't you allow that? Well, because it's an unfair advantage. Okay. Okay. So you've, you've established that you've established you're not allowed an unfair advantage. So how come we're allowing people to just all of a sudden change gender and then compete and then not understand that there's scientific differences between those two people? So I, the one thing I get, obviously there's, there's certain sports, etc. but obviously, um, so when the trans has gone through their transition, Will there, because obviously the big thing is whether their testosterone is down below legal limit. Are they below legal limit when they're competing there? Is this person? Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the, the category is literally that. So again, it's, it's like, it's, it doesn't, but as we've just established, it doesn't make a difference to bone structure, size, limb size, limb length, because that will affect swimming performance, right? That oh, will undoubtedly affect affect it right the swimming and it affects is... loads of other things running you know stride length it affects loads of things 
so it's, it's it, again, it comes back to the whole argument of going, oh, well, I took steroids for, for 10 years, but then I came yeah, off yeah. for six months. Then I started sprinting and, and, oh, <laughs> and now the best in the world. I'm so quick. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, well, no, that, that's, that's the equivalent. That is the equivalent. That's the equivalent thing. And Sometimes. not only that, but also the, the, the sheer, the sheer supra-physiological supra amounts of hormones and growth that happens in the age of, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a guy from 13 to 18, 13 to 20, like, that growth that happens in that period is far bigger than anything you can do on steroids as an adult, far bigger, like the amount of growth in that short space of time, right? It's just an unfair advantage. And I don't care what anyone says. I, I don't, I genuinely don't think there's an argument against it and that anyone can argue again from a scientific physiological point of view that there is not an unfair advantage. This isn't about the moral. This isn't about the identity. This isn't about that, that discussion. It's about what's fair in sport and sport is the whole thing around sport is it's based on fairness. That's the whole reason sport exists. That's why there's rules in sport. That's why there's cheating in sport is that there's rules for a reason so that it's a level playing field. And for me, they're, they're just creating a huge, huge problem that's only going to get exacerbated and it's only going to cause more diversity. And it's up to the committees and up to those people in charge to sort this out. Not it's not for trans people to never compete in sports. No way in a million years. And it's not me saying that sports people shouldn't feel comfortable transitioning because they, they are unhappy in their gender. That's not what I'm saying at all either. I'm saying is the governing bodies have to have an understanding of how this works and how it affects all these things going forward. That's, my, that's what I think. And I don't think that's a... I, don't, I personally don't think that's a... Um, an unfair sort of view of the situation. I just don't think it is. Um, I don't know. I welcome people message me and say otherwise, but um, <laughs> it, uh, honestly, it, but it's, but it's starting to the point now where it's starting to infuriate me um, because again, it's not that it's happening. It's that people in charge aren't taking control. And it's again, people in charge. Again, we see this across the world, right? In fucking all walks of life, people in charge, not, taking control and passing the book and pretending that it'll all be okay and pretending that they can't make decisions. Um, and it, it's frustrating. Um, it's frustrating. You'll see it more and more. It'll happen more and more. Um, and, and it's not fair on also as well. I'll finish on this. It's not fair on the athlete getting abuse. It's not fair on that athlete getting abuse because it's not their fault. It's the committee's fault for letting it happen. Um, right. Yeah. They're just doing what they're told, unfortunately. Um, yeah, they're, like, they're, they're doing what right. they're told. Yeah, I'm gonna crack. And I'm on. sure, and I'm, and I'm sure they'd rather have their own category and set their own records for their own, you know, their own for their own for their own sanity, their own well-being. I'm sure they'd rather have have records like that, you know, that they can be the first trans person to swim in this competition, and that they've set the standard. Not all the controversy that surrounds it, because of, like I say, the organisations can't uh, get a grip of of understanding how this affects sport going forward for years to come right it's gonna it's not like it's gonna stop all of a sudden it's gonna happen years to come more and more of them again like power to the power to them like again that's that's the world we live yeah. in now but that category then needs to be created because it's just, it's just there needs to be this little middle ground unfortunately it will happen trust in humanity hard to say that right now Jesus. <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right let's move on Let's move on to what's affecting the PT world. Um, obviously, both myself and you are doing a little bit more business-orientated coaching, as well as we're always uh, wanting. wanting. We're, we're always open for normal clients, not business-related, healthy-related, 
athletic related, lose weight related. Um, but we're just so through the PTC, we've been we've been talking to quite a variety or um, an amount of coaches that we're going to be taking on for PT coaching. And we also had a, an, a cool competition. It has now ended, um, I believe, the announcement. What day is it today? I think the announcement goes out tomorrow of who has successfully won. Um, I think we shortlisted two um, or come out today as it's Wednesday. So we actually, we shortlisted Ooh. two and then we're, we're going to call, have a call with both of them. And basically we're going to pick who we think we can help the most. Um, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be lovely. Yeah. Um, so giving away that for free. But yeah, so one of the prerequisites, obviously we, we asked um, these people, the, one of the biggest things for the, uh, it's a free competition, but they still had to fill out a form of like, I don't know, 10 to 15, 15, maybe 15 questions, something like that. You're like, what? Do that for, what? It's a competition, do it for free. It's like, all right, Jesus Christ. Uh, but obviously it was good for us because we were collating data. It was a good way of getting a little bit of market research done as well um and you give away something but yeah so we have a few questions and stuff like that so um i'll rate the questions obviously it's going from one to five um of how so one being uh what the fuck are you doing um and then five being i am shit hot at that i am the leo whatever at swimming in female athletes um and then so we had a few questions so how would you rate your ability to generate leads was one of them and we'll come back to that um how would you rate your ability to sell or get sign up um how would you rate your client onboarding system how good are you retaining clients how would you rate your social media skills how would you rate your financial knowledge and financial management how would you rate your training knowledge and how would you rate your nutrition knowledge? Okay. So it's interesting. And then we're asking about revenue and all that kind of stuff, because that is pretty important when we're talking about business, actually to learn about what people are earning already. Um, some of this is madness where somebody's earning between zero and one K and expecting to earn eight grand a month within three months. That's madness. You know it, mate. Three months, mate. You should, mate. Three months, three days. Three days. What is going on there? I don't understand. Oh, yeah, that's that's what it does. Boom. That's what's happening. Bearing in mind, we teach properly and we want recurring revenue. We're not about the the single sale here at the PTC. I'm sure Dan coaches the same thing. We want people on monthly payments and monthly subscriptions because lifetime value of that client will be a lot higher and they will pay you more over that time. Trust me. Um, I think Luke did that study, didn't he? Way back when, in like 2012, and then when he did like uh, the SBS coaching at like 2015, he was like, yeah. the clients stayed, we sold packages of six months and then we put them on recurring. They stayed for an extra 12 months. An extra 12 months, that's madness. That's, that's huge, right? Mm -hmm. Just because it was coming out each month instead of making a big down payment. Um, shockingly. Uh, <laughs> Right, but across the board, right? So I'll, I'll sneak peek into market research. Um, across the board, people rated themselves on average. So we took, we had about 60 to 70 people take this little survey, right? Across the board, people rated themselves at all fours and fives, pretty much, of training and nutrition. I don't trust that. But if they are rating themselves incredibly highly, Daniel, what do you think they don't need to do? More nutrition and training. 
probably not. If you're rating yourself uh, highly, the chances are that's where mentoring is going to be fantastic for you. So they're coming to the right place and that's where they're coming in. But there are serial people that go to nutrition and training courses all the time. And if you don't, if you're in your, if you're in your knowledge, uh, a free and above, the chances are, what did you rate as one and two? Go do stuff to learn about that. Watch like, I mean, you and me, mate, I'm sure we're the same in the fact that if I don't know about something, we both do the same. First, we ask Google and then we ask YouTube. <laughs> YouTube will tell us more than likely. And if it makes sense on YouTube, we watch a, a 30 minute tutorial or something. like. I was watching a, um, a Canva. I was watching quite a few Canva tutorials this week. Because I was like, how do you do how do you do this? You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm sure somebody has told me somewhere, someone's made a video about it, 100 percent It gives me a little bit of ad revenue. So that YouTuber, lovely. Um, it's bonkers. I'm just like, please ask YouTube and Google. They are they are free resources. Um, and there's enough information out there. But if you want it all packaged nicely, then uh, yeah, go do your level four GP referral course. Um, but please don't do that. Like what you said, you don't know who's teaching it um go go speak reach out to a doctor of sports cardiology they will tell you more about all the gp referrals or what's happening go go reach out to these people trust me if they're worth this like i'm sure you've done this i met up with just a random physiotherapy student last week just because they wanted advice on career path and all this kind of stuff and i was like yeah buy me coffee crack on i've got some spare like just ping me later in the week do that trust me go talk to somebody like that but anyway the the the, the lowest scores across the board was the ability to generate leads and i think we talked about this last week but also what was interesting daniel um was how does anybody have a, a lead tracking system sounds fancy doesn't it nobody nobody has a lead tracking system no. and talk to me about your lead tracking system dan you're you you generate leads you're good at that like, right, it's the, like, it's the <laughs> thing when people hear this stuff. Right, Peek behind think, the curtain into Dan's business. They think, right? they think, oh, I've got to have a spreadsheet. That's what they think. Oh, I've got a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. I? No, not at all. So basically, all I do for my lead generation stuff, right, is that someone will be chatting to me. They'll go, oh, Dan, I want to reach out and you know about coaching or whatever. Right, number one. Actually, there's a, there's a few things this we're going to talk about in a minute. But anyway, let's just assume they've reached out and just gone, hey, Dan, I want to start coaching with you. You're a fantastic how do I go about doing that? Um, basically, Pulse, no I'll, one's ever said that. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> one's that. Um, so yeah, basically I'll have a chat and we'll say, look, uh, booking for a call, you know, give me a number, booking for a call and we'll, we'll arrange time. So when I put their number into my phone, I save it as their first name and then I, their last name, I just save it as lead in capital letters, lead. So then I have the phone call and I speak to them and they go, yeah, Dan, you are fantastic. I've realized that after speaking to you on the phone and uh, I want to sign up with you. And then what I do is I change that name in the, my phone book from lead to their surname because they're now a client. So I know them on those terms. So I text them all the time. So I then in my phone book have a bunch of numbers with first names that says lead after them. If they haven't signed up for coaching, guess who I follow up with about two months after that phone call, hmm. every single person with the lead after their name. So they mm. might tell me to bugger off and leave them alone. They want to speak to me again. That's fine. I delete their number. Um, <laughs> likewise, on Instagram, if someone reaches out and says, hey, I'm really interested in coaching. 
And I sort of talk to them. I go, okay, cool. What are your goals? You know, well, let's book him for a call. And then they kind of ghost me and don't really say anything. I flag that message. You can do a flag on Instagram. So again, if I go on Instagram, and I look at all my flag messages. They are all people who at one point in time reached out, but never actually got on the phone with me. That right there is a system. That's it. That's a system. doesn't need to be fancier than that. It can be nice and straightforward, but people get lost in the noise of thinking, oh, that's that. Right. Now, in terms of lead generation, the other thing I was going to talk oh, about yeah. before we get real. You do want to know my system. What you have a system, you, they just walk into your gym. You've got, you've got a fucking waiting list, mate. You just go, <laughs> next one, next one through the door. Next, next one, I'm ruining this one. Next? Who wants, who wants an injury next? <laughs> who wants an ACL? You, you want an ACL? All right, come in. My online system, Daniel. Jesus, go on then. They believe it or not, there are people who ghost me or they nah. reach out and then they don't. It happens to the best of us, doesn't it? But Dan, oh, do you want to see, do you want to see mine right here? <laughs> oh, he's got a bit, yeah, there you go, bit of chalk, bit of white, bit of white. Um, I literally have a, um, half of that is devoted to, <laughs> yeah, follow-ups. Yeah. And it is so literally, I, I, I put Insta it's, next to it or a tick and I've got a little yeah. tick boxes next to them. And I go, have mm -hmm. I followed up? I follow up like two weeks or a month and then two months, yeah. But boom, boom, boom. If they're, if they're not coming at me probably two months' time, they're probably not a very hot lead. <laughs> they're probably yeah, gone. So, I, I've, so, so I've got the yeah. same thing. I've got, my, I've got my spreadsheet where I've got all my client lists and I've got what they what I charged them when they started, all that sort of stuff, right? Again, if you're not keeping that information, you fucking should be. You're an idiot if you don't. <laughs> um, I've then got lists of people who um, have finished coaching and have said, like, oh, I want to come back in a few months or I want to come back around this date or I've had a phone call with somebody and they go, okay, cool, I want to start on April the 1st. And I'm like, cool. So I make a note put them on there. So I've got, again, a bunch of people. And again, like Tom today, you've got like cold, warm, really warm, that kind of thing. Again, you someone you reached out to, maybe they said, oh, I'll reach out again in a week or whatever. All these sorts of things, names and, and numbers and all this sort of stuff. So I know where they're at with it. And it's, the thing about PTs is they fucking hate, they hate putting themselves out there, right? And this is what I want to talk about lead generation. We're going to talk about this in a sec about like numbers and stuff, right? But is that I think PTs are genuinely waiting for people to send them a message out the blue saying, hey, I want to sign up for coaching. And I can promise you now that happens so fucking rarely, right? The, reason, the way that I get leads is that I start conversations with people about themselves, about where they're at with stuff. And I dig deep and I give them some help. I give them some advice. I be a human being, right? They maybe comment on some of my stuff and I talk to them about their sense of humor. I talk to them about something that I found funny. They've also found funny. And I go into detail. And I talk to a little bit about them. I go onto their page. I look at what they're interested in. I like some of their posts. I comment on some of their posts. I might even follow them. And then two months down the line, we're having a conversation and they're like, yeah, do you know what? Then actually, I think now's the time. I think, I think I need some coaching. After I've spoken to them for two months and there's been messages back and forth. And the amount of PTs that are sat there waiting, staring at their phone, waiting. We're just waiting for that message to come in. That's what they mean by leads. And the problem is they're not going out there and they're not actually putting themselves out there to be in a position where leads feel comfortable enough to talk to them. Do you know why that is? Because they don't put their personality out there and they don't put their face on camera and they don't put themselves in a position where they are approachable. It's that simple. It's that simple. That's why you've got to have It's the awkwardness of like, yeah, just because maybe if you imagine doing it in the in-person scenario of that person trying to sign up with you, right, is... And they're not, they're not wanting to talk like a human being. Everybody thinks a cringeworthy PT is the person who just go, walks up to someone in the treadmill and is like, oh, do you want a session? That kind of thing. Do you want to sign up? Or like that. Just because you've shown interest in being in the gym that they're in. And everybody thinks that's like awful, walking the floor, all that kind of stuff. But walking the floor, I was trying to explain this for an in-person PT. I was like, that should also be 
a two month, you're kind of nursing that lead. You haven't gone in with the exact, you, you've got an underlying kind of result or outcome that you'd like, but you're, it's kind of process over outcomes, right? But you're, you're starting a process. Great. You might actually just create a little bit of a friend or an acquaintance from it. Amazing. Or like they might turn into a lead. And the same thing happens in one-to-one, right? It's just like, all right, start with a head nod. Start with a, how was your day? And that's all the conversation has to be. Two months down the line, that becomes the friendly face. But that's also the goal of it is to be the friendly face. It's not, it's yeah. not to get a lead. It's not to get the goal. You're not doing that to get a lead. You're doing that to be a good person. You're doing that to be a nice person, to make the gym a nice, comfortable environment. Your goal is to create conversations and get to know people. That is your only goal. It's not about generating leads. You don't look at someone and go, oh, there's a lead, there's a lead, there's a lead. No, there's John, there's King. <laughs> like that's, that, that's the difference is that you're going to have loads of conversations. People aren't going to be interested in coaching. Like they're not deal with it. Like that's just, you're being social. You're putting yourself out there. And the other thing I say to people all the time is like this whole thing with Instagram, it fucking annoys me. They just think they can post camera images and pictures of themselves, right? How many times would you walk up to someone, right? Walk up to a picture of someone in the gym and go like, for example, let's say you walk up to the, in, in a gym and you see all the PT pictures on the wall. You wouldn't walk up to one of the pictures. And, hey, excuse me. Can, can I sign up for coaching? No, you sign up to that person because you've seen them in the flesh. You've seen them speak. You've spoken to them. You know their tone of voice. You know their personality. You know their sense of humor, probably. You know a bit more about them. You don't just yeah. rock up to a stationary picture. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Get out there on Instagram. Put your face on a video and talk. I don't care how cringy it is. I don't care how hard it is for you. The only way it's going to get better is by practicing, right? Just do it. I don't want to hear the excuses. Just do it right? Instantly, you're more approachable. You're more approachable. People can tell what you're like. They can tell how to say things to you. Um, but also the thing that we were talking about before we started recording was also what's good in terms of lead generation. How many coaches know what's good for leads? What's good? How many leads are you expecting? So you're saying that lead generation is not great. Well, yeah, there's okay, no the only way, the arbitrary the only way figure you know they're that, thinking. Yeah. yeah. The only way you know that is if you're getting zero. If you're in zero leads, yes, you can improve that. But if you're going from zero to one a week, well, that's fucking impressive. So it's a fucking great, great increase. If you go from one a week to six a month, well, again, that's impressive. You've improved. But this is the point is people don't have these numbers to hand. They don't know how many generate. I, for example, have not had a lead or a conversation with someone about one-to-one coaching for about, 10 days 14 days do you know why that is because we're launching blitz because all i've been talking about is blitz and eight week fat loss plan so i'm not talking about it if anything i'm pushing them to blitz so any of my leads are going that way so again it's about understanding well what are you putting out there what's the content you're putting out where are you going with this stuff and this is the other thing is people don't have these cycles of content you will see me i'm again a peek behind the curtain here you will see me go through cycles of different content I go through cycles of pushing out a lot of content and then backing off a little bit and pushing out a lot of content and backing off a bit. And it's these cycles. You cannot push out content all the time unless you've got no, unless you're, you've got no clients and you're really not busy at all. <laughs> what happens with me is I push out loads of content and I focus on really going in on it, on the content for like two, three weeks at a time. I call it a content cycle, a content push. And the goal of that is to get some followers in, it's to get some, some reach, to get all these sorts of stuff, get some conversations going. The two to three weeks after that, 
my goal is to then nurture those people that have come into my world rather than keep growing and keep growing and growing and growing and growing. It's to go to these people that have come into my world. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? What are your goals? What are your things? And during that time, I tend to have more sales calls. It's not when I'm putting the content out. It's once I put the content out and you have to go through these cycles of two to three weeks of content. And then you have two to three weeks of actually focusing on new clients you've got. That's the how it should work because you need to onboard them. You haven't got enough time to put out loads of content goes through cycles so in terms of lead gen people worry about it because they think they should be getting a consistent number every single week but you shouldn't it should go in waves i've just been through a wave where i've had quite a good number come in so you'll see me now not really pushing it huge amounts we've got blitz coming up so i'm not going to push it and it sounds simple because it fucking is but you don't plan for this shit you don't plan for these weeks and these days where you're going to have downtime for content you can't produce content top quality content every day every week for the whole year you just can't do it you're kidding yourself you think you can you can't Go through bursts of it, much like you would say to someone with fat loss, go through a fat loss burst, then have a deload. Go for a strength gaining phase, then have a deload. Guess what, mate? Same fucking thing applies to this, doesn't it? But they don't see it. People don't see it. People don't see. They don't see the strength numbers going up, and then they need a deload. Same with lead gen. You might get good numbers for a couple of weeks, then they're going to drop off. Of course they are. Of course, that's going to happen. It's natural. Same with weight loss. You don't see the numbers always go down on the scales. It's normal. But... It comes back to the same question of, well, what's good? What are you expecting? What do you need? What do you want? Because let's say you had, for lead generation, you had one lead come in a week, right? No, let's, no, fuck it. let's say you had two a week. Let's say two a week, and you're really good with sales calls, and you get 100% sales. Well, that means in 10 weeks, you've got 20 new clients. Could you handle 20 new clients in 10 weeks? I bet you fucking couldn't. I bet you couldn't. These people, because they're not set up for it. And they put all this time and effort into the nutrition and training qualifications, but they ain't getting any advice on how to do this sort of stuff and what to focus on, how to get the best out of their social media. Yet they'll do a course on, like you say, GP referral level three, because they think, well, I can't get leads on social media, so I'll go to my GP. Well, those clients (laughs) are not going to be, those clients are not going to be best clients, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I just, I just find it, I just find it quite baffling that, that PT's, assume there's this assumption i think oh i just post content and people come in that's they're expecting to put out content and people to come flooding in and it winds me up it winds like there's this god this god-given right because i can use canva and i put a post out on my instagram i should have 100 fucking clients because i just because i was learning about canva this week man (laughs) jesus bringing that back to me (laughs) yeah fucking hell but like that's the thing with pts is they think oh canva course that'll work no it won't go on a fucking communication course learn to speak to people (laughs) go on a a course to learn how to get better on camera like not canva camera Camber? Camera, camera, camera. <laughs> go, go, go to fucking acting lessons. Go all the money you fucking spend on all these nutrition qualifications. Go get acting lessons. Get on. I've, I've had that. I've had that from uh, my mate Hen- Henry. Um, you know Henry Howe. Um, shout out to him. He's landed his, his his dream job. Pretty much, absolute lad. He's gone from strength to strength. He's now um, the Aston Martin F1 team's performance coach. Pretty good, wow, isn't it? He's Str- Strauss, Strauss and Vettel. Strauss? Uh, not Andrew Sh- Stroll? Is it Stroll? I don't know. Which one? I think he's there anyway. F1. Pretty, pretty good. F1. If you've seen a little um, old osteopath looking smug, that's uh, our mate Henry. He's on the show for it. Fucking idiot. Um, live, loves it. He's just travelling around now. Good lad. Good, uh, lovely, mm-hmm. lovely chap. Um, yeah, what was I going on about? I can't remember now, mate. <laughs> 
cameras. We're talking about cameras. Oh, Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a, he was convinced yeah. that I had, because uh, obviously it's following Dan's advice. Uh, you've probably seen from my Instagram this year, because I went back to online coaching. I've done a lot more on on camera, face stuff for me speaking like a idiot. And he was like, I'm convinced you've done some sort of uh, TV presenting course over <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> I was like, nope, I just present a fucking ton. Honestly, I was like, I bring my presenting persona to the camera, basically. And if you want to come to, I'm sure people know that from when they do seminars and stuff with me. And I was like, that's my persona, unfortunately. That's how much of a prick I am. Um, but there's a lot like less people, moving around. Yeah. So like people are so, this is the problem. People are so scared of being judged online that they don't put themselves out there. And unfortunately, the only way someone knows whether they want to work with you or not is by judging you, whether that's good or bad. I'll be judged negatively because of the stuff I put out. I'll also be judged positively. And if you put out your real true self, you'll be judged that way. And the people Ooh. that like you, right? So that was an Instagram pun. Good one. Oh, what was it? I didn't get, I didn't get it. What oh, was the pun you, I made? You, you said real, but I... I oh, real. It was oh, real. Yeah. Uh, good one, good one, Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll be, you'll be judged. But again, the people that judge you positively will be the ones that will be that much closer to working with you, right? They're not. And, and this is the thing is people are so, so scared. Um, about putting themselves, their own thoughts, their own feelings out there. I've just slagged off online coaches for the last two videos I've put out and they've both gone down a storm. Probably not with all online coaches because some of them will be offended by what I said. I don't <laughs> care because they're the ones that won't work with me anyway. So mm. why does it matter? There's enough people out there and I, I just find it, I find it odd that PTs and online coaches aren't absolutely like 100% encouraged and passionate about the fact that all they need to do is find 30 to 40 people online that resonate with their message. Like that's it. In a world of billions of people, you need to find 30 to 40 people that resonate with you as a person, right? To make a decent living out of this. Now, the only way you're going to do that is by putting out your true self. The only way you're going to find those 30, 40 people that you want, that you need at any one time, by the way, is by being yourself. And if you don't think that there's 30, 40 people out there that are going to like you for who you are, you are fucking deluded. Like there's, there's some really weird people out there, right? There's some really, really <laughs> people out there and they've got big followings. So I wouldn't worry about it. Um, but this is the thing. It's the fear that holds people back. It's the fear of it that holds people back. And I, I put it to P, I put it to the coaches I work with. The fear of that, right? Shouldn't be as big as the fear of you having no income and no money and no future. Like, is that not more fucking scary than whether people that judge is. you for your fucking accent or whether you're right about a certain topic? Really? Like, really? And, and the problem that comes around, again, a lot of online coaches, a lot of people are scared to put out their, their content is they're comfortable. They have a full-time job somewhere. They have another job. They have a side gig. They have a, something else that makes them their money. And it doesn't really, they, they can safely kind of play at being an online coach or play at being a PT, but not actually see it through. The easiest way to make it with this would be to jack in that job, to jack in all that shit, and then you'll get the fear that you need because then you won't fear personal yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah. That's it'll from, come down to, come down to your lifeline. Um, <laughs> when when yeah. Rachel quits the start uh, coffee shop and she gets given to the fear. You don't want to give in to the fear. Yeah. <laughs> don't go crawling back. So, That's the thing, yeah. though, is it's, it's, it's so scary what to see. If we were to put a number on it, on terms of leads per month, what would be from if you're going from let's say zero, what would be 
the leads per month that you're trying to achieve? Fucking one. Honestly, if you're, getting, <laughs> if, you're getting, if you're getting four leads a month, you will be absolutely fine. Four yeah, leads a month. Because that's, that's the thing, right? So the, how many, yeah, that's one a week if you're doing that and you're cracking through that. And then you end up, you probably, I think Dan would concur, most of, most of the leads I get on a call, I would say pretty much a converting i probably in my history i've only had probably about two people who've gone away and thought about it haven't really if they've got to the stage of booking a call with me and having a chat they're in i feel like i'm just i'm just chatting with them it also it also depends on how again like how good you are on a sales call right and it depends on that's another question fucking phenomenal mate Um, uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) but that also but that also requires a whole different podcast because that's a whole different subject and topic right again that people fall down on and they're shit on because they are really shit at that and i actually think pts are worse at that than they are at fucking legion but anyway it's a weird one as well because i I will talk about on a different show right but i don't again just like i'm not thinking of that person as lead i'm not thinking of sell ever no i'm like you've bought in i've like are you bought in your car you've booked in a call like to talk to this loser it comes down to like it's no surprise to me that the people that are better on video and better on camera are better at sales calls because they're just being themselves and they're chatting and they're just getting to know the person and they're just yeah Anyway, so let's assume that you, know, you have a hundred percent. Let's assume you have a hundred percent sales rate, right? But it also comes down to like the price point and stuff like that. And again, how much you believe in the price point, how much you believe in these things, right? Because that comes across on on, on a phone call. Um, but let's say you have four a month, right? That's also assuming as well. So this is the other thing that PTs and, and coaches don't talk about. Retention is easier than acquisition. Retaining a client is far far easier than getting a new one in. So I'm saying four a month on the assumption that you can retain a client for a year right because that means that essentially you're going to go from zero for a month right and again on average let's say right to say 50 in a year you'll be doing absolutely fucking incredible to get to some point let's assume that not every sales will goes really really well let's say you get to 35 right you get 35 yeah. online clients if you reach 35 after one year and you've got an average lifespan of a year right as a as a as a retention tool that you have a year and you then get four months for the rest of your life you'll always be on 35 clients it's, it's not unrealistic. The problem with that is that the numbers all sound great, but people aren't prepared to do the work to get there. They just think, I'll do a nutrition qualification, training qualification, I'll do a video on why protein is really important. No, it's not good enough. <laughs> it's not good enough. It's just not good enough. Um, the problem is people have is getting off the ground with that. They get hard getting off the ground with zero because they don't have social proof. They don't have all those sorts of things. That's another, again, another question entirely. But um, they talk about people talk about lead gen, but I don't think they quite understand how many leads they need. Um, and they again are waiting for people to inbox them randomly and yep. they're expecting them to just like fall on their lap. And it's just like you must be living in a fucking dream world if you think that happens. <laughs> Absolute mad lads. All right, mate. Now we've we've reached a, a solid 50 minutes, so I'm getting hungry. I don't, think I, I don't think I ran it enough. I don't think I ran it enough. I mean, I might podcast, for, for the That's PT coaching podcast, crew, so. I might just bring Dan into rant for 35 minutes and just on a live q a yeah so for anyone by the way because i'm because i'm really bad at this for anyone that's found that somewhat interesting somewhat valuable please tag me when you share this because you are going to share it now because it was that good with all your pt mates all your coach mates um tag me in it please because i want to see if people actually did enjoy it because i don't mind talking about this sort of stuff i find it interesting and i think that there's some good sound bites there that would actually be useful for a lot of people if they actually listened to it and actually applied it and didn't just 
do what they did at Performax, where they turn up, take notes, and then don't do anything with it. But hey, hey that's what I was doing. What? There you go. <laughs> I got loads anyway. of C four. C four. I've never had one. There were loads oh, of it. Shit is pre-workout in the world. <laughs> yeah. I got a can anyway. of it. I've got to go to bed, mate. I've got a tea time tomorrow morning, so I need to get early to bed. I've got to. Uh, mate, I've, got break, I've got a break. I've got a break. I've got a break. Ninety by putting yeah. fucking less than forty putts in around. Fucking hell. Dan was watching my live scores on Sunday, so it's very jealous. He's, he's very got jealous. his. He's got his target. End of the year, you got a break eighty-five. And also, yeah, I've they, set myself also, some pretty lofty. I've set myself some pretty lofty targets for the end of the year, to be honest. Um, and, and you are correct. That slope rating, which is the difficulty rating of a course, the course I played on Sunday is the highest I've ever played. Uh, yeah, was, uh, I mean, looked it like. Looked <laughs> yeah, my I want my my goal. Um, I'm going to say it out loud now for accountability. But my goal by the end of this year is to on the course that I play on shoot around that would give me a single digit handicap if i was to do it consistently i'm not ever i'm not gonna do it consistently but if i could just do it once on my course again because the slope rating is a little bit harder than most and then the goal for summer 2023 is to try and be within uh, if i get 9.9 i'd be fucking elated single digit i think because you're a single digit handicapper really if you played as regularly as i can play you would be single digit. i just my my yeah unfortunately my handicap is ballooned to 11.2 or something like that because uh yeah yeah i i play a different course every fucking time (laughs) yeah which does make it a lot harder that does make it a lot harder so that's my that's my goal is to get with with playing on the same course pretty much all the time because i can play pretty much year round obviously the summer's gonna be shit over here for for golf but hopefully, it sounds weird saying out loud. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I've got like hopefully I've got a good chunk of time. I've got two or three months now, and then over the summer I might be able to play the odd nine holes here and there. And then I've got from probably September all the way through to the spring, the year after, to play twice a week, every week for seven or eight months. I'd like to think I'd get to nine point nine, something like that would be would be nice because then for the next time Tom comes over for his spring holiday in Dubai for golf, it'll be a bit more even. Um, do you know? Spring holiday. I'll be coming for my October holiday. No, no, but I mean, as in, the, I know you're coming then, but I mean, before oh, the spring right. one, though, when you come, I'll hopefully <laughs> at that point. Beautiful. All right. No other business from me. Obviously, uh, you've got another couple of days. If anything we talked about resonated with you today, literally, the cheapest it's ever going to be, PT coaching will help you with all of that. And you'll get access to me. You'll get access to Luke. You'll get access to our sales guy, our copywriter, our finance, our content. You literally get to talk to them when you want. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, and, so, hey, and hey, look, and if, and if you resonate with me more than him, then just reach out to me because I'll do <laughs> uh, yeah. whatever, whatever you want. But, but no, in all seriousness, or... Or just sit there, carrying doing what you're doing, and just do fuck all. Up to you. Do both. Um, do both. Like, do both. Like, <laughs> the thing is with coaches is it's the same thing they say to their clients, right? It's like, well, look, like you can try and do it on your own, but it's so much fucking harder. Yeah. <sighs> just Beautiful. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. See you later.